Before I start the show, I want to mention my AWS S3 command line course from Udemy. You can get that with 20% off using the link in the show notes below. So if you're manipulating AWS S3 buckets via the command line, then do check that out. Also, a massive thank you to all of the Patreon supporters for supporting How to Code Well. If you want to support the channel and if you want to get early access to some of the content, then please consider becoming a Patreon. Link to that in the show notes as well. Okay, let's get on with the show. Hello, coders, and welcome to an extremely hot How to Code Well podcast. I think it hit 31 today. I'm in front of studio lights. I've got the door closed because of the sound. It is extremely hot. So hopefully I won't be here for too long because I can't stand this heat. Today I want to talk about upgrades because I have upgrades on the mind. Um, I mentioned in the newsletter, I do a newsletter every weekend on Sundays, I publish it. I mentioned in the last one that the How to Code Well website that we're developing on Twitch probably won't be upgraded to PHP 8 until the best part of the start of next year, 2021. But I, when I was writing that newsletter, I was thinking about it in terms of you know, as a freelancer, if it was a client application, all the things that I would have to go through in order to get the upgrade up to production. I've done this many times before with other clients, and I was kind of thinking it from that perspective, but the developer in me has grabbed hold of this idea. <laughs> and because it's only me working on this project, because this project is actually quite small in terms of the other projects that I've worked on before, because there isn't any other technical department or non-technical department that I have to justify the reasons of this, I would like to upgrade as soon as I possibly can, as soon as feasibly possible. So there's no need for me to come up with a report to justify the risks and the time spent. (laughs) Um, There's no need to put, like, to, to, to... say to everybody that there's going to be a feature freeze and this is the time it's going to take. There's no need to estimate how long it's going to build because it's me, because it's just me. So with that being said, I would like to talk about how I'm going to do this. And it's not only PHP 8, but I want to upgrade Symphony to uh, Symphony 5 as soon as possible as well, because we're running Symphony 4.4, which is great. It's LTS, but I would really like to get it onto Symphony 5 as soon as possible. So this is what we're going to be talking about today. How do I get the How to Code Well website onto these these upgrades? And how do I do this in, in a way that doesn't break the system? So we'll be talking about that mostly from a technical standpoint today. So first up, the application isn't live yet at the time of recording this. However, it's we are planning to put it live in a beta state in the next few weeks. So let's pretend it is live. How do we deal with that? Because obviously that 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 throws into uh, you know the mix a different a different set of equations. We've got an application that can't fall over by a mistake from the technical department, i.e., me. Whereas if it wasn't live, then yeah, that that would be fine. But it's hot, but it is. So 
how do we do this? How do we go about doing the upgrade? Let's talk first about PHP 8, and then we'll talk about Symphony 5, because yes, it would be nice to do this together, but really, I think it's probably best to do this in isolation. So let's talk about PHP 8. How do we upgrade the website, how to code well, the API and the CMS to PHP 8? It is one application, so I don't have to worry about that you know, splitting it off into to two separate things. It's just one thing that I need to upgrade. Now, PHP 8 is available in the Docker hub, so you can download PHP 8. I have done so, and I've actually ran it against the API and the CMS, and I've ran our tests. We have 245 tests at the time of this recording, and it has failed. <laughs> There is a number of packages that I require that haven't upgraded or don't allow for PHP 8 to be used. So there is there is those bottlenecks. So there, there is a blocker that I can't actually upgrade yet until they're done, until those packages have been upgraded. So I am waiting for that, that to happen and... In the meantime, what I've done is I've created my own little PHP branch of the code that is sat there with the new Docker image and the new composer packages, because some of them I was able to upgrade, but not all of them. And it's kind of waiting in the wings. And I'll talk about the structure of my my Git re- repository uh, in just a second, because it's, it's, it has changed because of this set of upgrades. So... There we go. I can't upgrade to PHP 8 unless those packages have been have been uh, upgraded. And they won't be upgraded until November plus because that's when PHP 8 officially will come out and, and be launched. So that's waiting in the wings, which means that any changes that I do to the main branch needs to be ported over to this PHP 8 branch. And I think what's going to happen is over over a period of a of of a month, I'll probably do some periodic checks to just make sure that yes, those packages I'm still waiting on that that kind of stuff. So I'm also keeping a BDI on the Packagist website to see when the next version bumps are, and running Composer Dry Run, Composer Update Dry Run hyphen hyphen Dry Run to ensure that you know i don't miss out on any on any of those packages being upgraded so i've got that running on a script so i'm notified when there is an upgrade due and of course when that does happen then i'll just jump on it and and uh, and do my and do the the usual checks and upgrades but there is a number of things that i need to do first i need to get the application in a in a state that is compatible with PHP 8. There is a number of breaking changes that I need to research and look into. So it's going to be a case of a bit of R&D. It's going to be a case of of seeing what we currently have and the dangers and the risks involved to that, to that upgrade. But I want to isolate any PHP 8 changes into that branch. That that branch should only have those specific changes. They shouldn't have any changes to the features or anything else that is currently being developed in the develop branch. Not only does the application need to change in order for it to be compatible with the changes of PHP 8, but also also the application needs to 
have a higher level of confidence that an upgrade will actually run. As developers, we need feedback to ensure that the upgrade ran successfully and nothing actually broken. I don't want to be in a position where when I do an upgrade, I am then over the course of the next few days just constantly doing hot fixes um, because there are things that I overlooked. Now, you know, that does happen, but if it's a silly mistake, then those silly mistakes should be captured in tests. You knew I was going to talk about tests, didn't you? Tests. So the How to Code web website does have a series of tests. There's 245 tests at the time of this recording, uh, which is fine, which is, you know, it's it's a reasonable amount of tests. However, I know for a fact that that the areas that need to be tested aren't always aren't all there. So for instance, as a content management system, none of the CMS is tested. And we're talking here about acceptance testing. Because with acceptance testing, you cover a huge amount and it's a very broad test. It's like a shotgun test. You know, you cover so much area, but you don't really cover specifics. They they go down to the unit tests. But with the acceptance tests, you can quickly identify that, yes, that page doesn't work because it's returning a 500 internal server error. It's then the case of having to go through and, and finding out the actual root cause of that and then perhaps writing a test for that thing as a unit test, perhaps, possibly. Or if it's an integration failure, writing an integration test. So that's what I'm probably going to be focusing on is writing acceptance tests in, say, BHAT to um, make sure that the features of the CMS is tested. And I think, first up, I'm going to do some light testing. So I'm going to be just checking the status codes, just touching the pages um, through like a crawler and just making sure that the status codes are coming back with the right stuff. And then maybe after that, I'll look at actually running like uh, the forms on the CMS and, and submitting data. Um, that requires a little bit of work because obviously you've got the database to play with and you have to tear that database down every time. So you've got a, a sort of a, a benchmark, a stable sort of test bed, if you will, to, to start from for each test. Otherwise, it's not going to be repeatable. So there is a little bit of work to do there. Um, actually, that's quite a lot of work. But, you know, there's th that area needs to be done. And if I was to think about the risky areas of how to code well uh, regarding a an upgrade, whether it's Symfony 5 or whether it's uh, PHP 8, it would be things like the authentication layer. It would be things like user integration, user interactions, sorry. And also it would be things like um, the integrity of the data. Um, and of course, the, the CMS, that kind of stuff. And the CMS touches on the, on the forms and obviously it tests the twig. So now let's talk about Symfony 5 because they are the areas that I'm more concerned about. Twig, the authentication layer, um, and the forms, because they're the, probably the areas that have been changed quite a bit, as well as the session handling and other things like that. So testing is something that is vital, is absolutely vital for this. And I've mentioned code coverage before in some of these podcasts, and I've mentioned the fact that you shouldn't really be chasing code coverage because if you say that your application has 80% code coverage, well, that might seem fantastic, but actually the 20% that isn't tested is probably the most complicated code that you have in your application. And 
it hasn't been tested because it just simply can't be tested because it's spaghetti code. So code coverage is something that you shouldn't really be chasing. However, when it comes to upgrades, you want to be making sure that you have a high level of code coverage because the upgrade is literally like pulling the tablecloth off and replacing it whilst keeping all of the cutlery and the sauces and the pans and the glasses upright. You know, if you don't test that one of those glasses, a pint glass of beer, isn't upright and it's spilt all over the place, then you're going to have to tidy that up. (laughs) And that requires a hot fix. So testing is vital and we are going to try and aim for a, a reasonably high code coverage. That's something else that I need to do is the fact that the coverage at the moment is only working on unit tests. It's not covering, it's not uh, calculating or including the tests for the APIs or the integration tests at the moment, which means that we have a lower set of code coverage um, at the moment. So I need to, there's a bit of work that I need to do with uh, Docker and PHP Storm to actually make sure that the code coverage is, is being reported in the right way. At the moment, it doesn't. So there's there's a bit of work to do there, a bit of head scratching from my point of view. Let's talk about how, you know, how, how I'm actually going to do this. Because I mentioned earlier that, you know, that usually there's feature freezes. Usually when you do an upgrade, you, you do not add any more features in because you know that's the worst thing right the worst thing is that you you're trying to do an upgrade and someone is building a feature and they're building the feature based on your upgrade but the upgrade isn't done which means now you've got a dependency um so feature freezes are, are useful when you're doing an upgrade a system upgrade like this so the 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 way i would do this is with with the Git branches, I would have a main branch, which is the, a replica of what's on production. And you might also have a bunch of release branches that are tagged with the release number that is on production, just in case you need to do a rollback, right? So uh, as soon as the upgrade is ready to go to production, you would tag it and then you would go, right, this is the tag from the previous version and then this is the tag to the next version because no features have been changed or applied during this period we now have a one-to-one which means that if i have to do a rollback i can do and doing so will not uh, mean that any features are actually lost (laughs) do not try and do this whilst you're developing features (laughs) trust me it hurts so I would have the main branch and the release branches, plus I have a develop branch, and that develop branch is a place, basically a placeholder, uh, a holding cell, if you will, for other feature branches to go in. Um, this means that I can I can roll up a bunch of features and then deploy that um, a, a, in one hit, if you will. So it's only me working on this, and this might sound like it's terribly complicated, and it probably is. A, too complicated because it's just me but this is the way that I've worked in the past and it's worked out really well with some of the clients uh, that I've had in the past so I would have the develop branch and then off of that I would have feature branches and when I say off of that I mean that the those feature branches are taken from the develop branch not from the main branch the main branch is isolated because when you're working on something you want to also include the other features that other people are working on as well um, which means that you you now have a gatekeeper, right, between what is stable and what is being worked on. 
So let's recap. We have our release branches. These are tags, essentially. These are tags, numbered tags. Then we would have the main branch, which is the thing that is to go to the release branch. And then we would have a develop branch where other people can push their code to that is yet to be pushed to the main branch. Then we would have feature branches that are off of these things. And those feature branches are usually per developer. Again, it's only me. But in terms of the upgrade, how am I going to do this? Well, that itself would be a feature branch. So we, we would have a feature branch, essentially a bit like the develop branch, but it would come off of the develop branch. I've got a feature branch for Symphony 5 and a, a branch for PHP 8. And they would be running alongside the develop branch, but they will only ever have code in those branches that allows that upgrade to happen. Those branches do not contain any features, any new features coming through. It is just code for the upgrade. So for example, with the PHP 8 one at the moment, what I've got is the the, the change to the Docker file. So, you know, pulling from PHP 8 rather than PHP 7.4. And also um, it's got some changes to the package.json and, and the package uh, lock file because there were some packages that I could port across. So that's the PHP 8 one. It's quite light. The Symphony 5.1 is a little bit of a different story because we've got deprecation changes and we've also got um, changes to the framework as well. So that requires a little bit more effort, a little bit more sort of uh, tender care, if you will. Again, no features go into that or you know get uh, changed in that at all. That branch is specifically for upgrading Symphony 5. And when I say it running alongside, any time I port any changes into the develop branch from the other branches, they all get merged back into those satellite upgrade branches, if you will. And then any changes to those, like for instance, the Symphony 5 branch, there's been a number of changes that I've had to do in order to get it to Symphony 5 sort of style. There's a lot of backpedaling involved. Is this the most efficient way of doing it? Well, probably not. But it's what's worked for me in the past. But in the past, of course, I've worked with teams of developers where there has been sort of features that have been developed in the background um, and they've been sort of merged back up to the upgrade branches and then changed and stuff. But, you know, it's just the way, way it is. But really, ideally, you don't want to be doing any kind of feature changes within those upgrade branches. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a tricky one because how long is a piece of string? Like how much work is involved? You can only see that by the audits that you've got that you can run. So for example, the first thing I did when I created that PHP 8 branch was I, I ran make tests. So this is my make file command, which runs PHP stan. It runs uh, PHP beautifier. It runs uh, security checks. It runs uh, all the tests, the, the unit tests, the integration tests and the API tests. And it, and PHPMD and PHP depend and other bits and pieces like that too. And it was falling over. It was falling over left, right, and center because of the packages that uh, needed to be upgraded. And then I would hey, take a look at those particular packages and then have a look at them on packages. Notice that they there wasn't a candidate uh, available um, for it. And, and another thing I want to make a point of is you want to be upgrading to a stable version, 
right? So a stable version of Symphony 5, a stable version of PHP 8. That stable version of PHP 8 won't be available until November. So that's really when the work is going to take off. But I, 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 you know, I just want, I'm a PHP developer. I wanted to play with it now. So um, that's why I've, I've put that through. Do I think Symphony 5 upgrade is going to be is going to happen before the PHP 8? Yes. Yes, I do because some of the packages that I can already see require Symphony 5, not Symphony 4. And of course, those changes are shared amongst the PHP 8 upgrade branch and the Symphony 5 upgrade branch, which means that when things come together, I'm hoping that there'll be less pain. But the first thing, the, the the ultimate thing that I have to do is I have to write acceptance tests for the content management system. And it's something that I've mentioned on Twitch time and time again is something that I haven't really necessarily wanted to do because the content management system is just something that I use. It's, it's, you know, it's not publicly available. It's just what I use to update the content. But I really need to be aware of any kind of changes and that have happened to the forms over Symphony 5. Um, and the only way that I can do that is to write some acceptance tests. Luckily, the features aren't actually that... It's not really that feature-rich, to be fair. But that's how I would do it. And, uh, you know, this isn't... What I've mentioned and outlined here today isn't something that um, everybody should follow. It really depends on the project. It depends on the team. It depends on how much time you've got to work on it and, and stuff. But really, you want to have as much feedback as you possibly can straight away because you'll find out eventually when it goes to production if it works or not. And uh, it's it's best to know it's best to know before because you don't want those kind of conversations if you're working in a a big enterprise, let's say a big team of people. Put it to production and it falls over. Thank you ever so much for watching. I'm gonna probably need to take another shower because it is so so hot. These studio lights. Ooh. If anybody's got any questions, then please let me know. Do so on the Discord server. Go to howtocowell.net forward slash Discord. And also, uh, this week we published the JavaScript project, the tip calculator as well. So if you want to learn HTML, CSS, and JavaScript through a project, then uh, do check that out. I'll put that in the show notes too. Thank you ever so much for watching. Happy coding, everybody. And I'll see you on Sunday on Twitch. Bye-bye. <laughs>